Hey guys, so it's um, it's me, Nailesh, aka DJ Rugrat. Devin Music. How's it going, people? So yeah, so this is the um, the following episode or podcast, and um, yeah. I think it's important to talk about kind of the difference between weddings um, and club DJs and, and our journeys yeah. more so because yeah, I, um, yeah. I always find it's quite interesting. So I think you know, for me, it's been a very interesting journey. Someone asked me literally just just the other day. Yeah, I put up a post on um, on musical movement to say, is there any questions that anyone has yeah, regarding? Sure. Um, any topics they want mm-hmm. to, to discuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone asked, how, how did you start DJing? And I yeah. know me and you literally just had this conversation yeah, this before recording, thing. so yeah. I think it'll be a good top touch point mm. um, to go into. So <clears throat> as I'm sure most people hopefully know, and if they don't know, then now I can explain it. Yeah. For me, my yeah, journey yeah. started off in, in, the, in nightclubs and um, in other clubs and, and bars, and uh, you kind of, it kind of evolved from, yeah. from that. So naturally, even with Ash, Ash sitting there, me and him were just discussing about vinyls. And um, in, in the days when we started DJing, it was like a case for, for us carrying records. Yep. So when we were going to nightclubs, we were carrying crates of records. I could probably carry two crates of records on a night bus That's and run crazy. an hour or two hour set. Like, I wouldn't be running weddings. I wasn't doing weddings at that point. But I can only imagine <laughs> like, with records how hard it must have been so, to do a wedding. Trying to get space on the bus and... Literally, I could, barely, I could barely carry the record case. I had about three or four other people, DJ Five Star being one of them. Yeah, and yeah, we would yeah. have our entourage of people trying to get to the nightclub, but, but 18 years old <laughs> with crates of record, <laughs> with hats on and the bouncers kind of looking at us like, what, what are you guys doing? Yeah, like, what's like, it was quite, yeah, it was, it was yeah. quite unreal. Even taking needles. Yeah. So taking needles with us to, to clubs was a thing because, you know, if you end up going to a nightclub yeah. and one of the needles it's doesn't the work, you've got one deck and literally... Yeah, those times are obviously turntables. So yeah, I remember then when the CDJs come out, that yeah, completely revolutionised the whole game for me. Like, as soon as that come out, yeah, from yeah. playing garage, R and B, and hip hop, I can now play everything house, dancehall. And yeah, this is the thing. If you think about it, imagine you now bring your laptop instead of a needle. Literally, so it's actually mad. And before you just had to take your needle. So you see that differentiation between you know no, turntables to technology now, isn't it? When you started, then you started on uh, on vinyls when you started DJing. Yes, yeah, so I started on vinyls. I started from when I was about twelve years old. Okay. So I think my backstory is like there was there was a period after primary school, it was like the summer period. So obviously my mom didn't want me to you know step outside and relax and chill with friends, and she wants me to do something. So she was like, "Why don't you take up a course?" And at this time, she used to work at uh, Brent Council, so local council, and she's like, "Oh, there's a set of courses that are going on. Look through the book and enroll in one." I was like, oh, I'm not sure. I don't really want to do it. And obviously, when I opened up the book, I saw something on music and DJing. So that's how I started. So I enrolled in a course. You have to go to some sort of school, which was local. And then from there, they set up two decks. And then they invite like about two like teachers who teach you how to sort of DJ. You know, how to like beat match on turntables, right? So beat matching. And then at the end of the two-week course, you then record a tape, a cassette, not even a CD. And then from that's how it started. Old school days. They're yeah. the same. Like when, the thing, so when I used to record, I used to record yeah. from home on, on turntables. But yeah. I, I wasn't taught how to mix specifically. I used to sit there for six hours, yeah. literally a day, just scratching yeah. on one vinyl yeah, and then yeah. on the other side. And then we used to record the same thing on, on the cassette. Yeah, yeah, and I remember it. going to college and showing people like at college like yeah. what, what it is. Yeah. Our times have changed. Now I can record a set on Serato in 45 minutes and it's bam. It's, it's quite interesting. Upload it to Mixcloud, yeah, put on iTunes. Everywhere, how it's how it's changed now. You can just you know record it in the comfort of your own home. No, indeed, indeed, you know, exactly. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I, I feel I learned everything I probably know now. Yeah. In clubs, 
yeah. or learn on that on that whole journey coming up. So you know, for me, I think for especially for musical yeah. movies, yeah. all of the DJs have the same yeah. background. They all come from nightclubs. They all come from bars. Yeah. This is they it. all have. Um, I would say an additional experience, yeah. more so, because yeah. doing weddings is one thing, yeah. but being able to do a wedding, being able to do a bar, being able to do a nightclub, do a corporate party, to do various yeah. different events, you know, it, it's not as easy. And you have to sort sound. of like versatile in between the two, right? Because imagine for myself, like I started on private parties, doing like house parties, and then from there going on to bars and then sort of clubs. And then it's like only when you step into clubs, you realize what you're in for, when you see a range of you know, crowd that you don't know. You know, you see different types of people, different types of music that they enjoy. It's like how to incorporate that, but then bringing it over to weddings and how to sort of adapt to that. So what would you say you prefer playing? Or where would you say is your kind of ideal See, the, Do you know what the thing is? Like, I enjoy both. I like clubs. I enjoy clubs as well because you can literally experiment and play sort of everything sometimes. You can, play, so what, you can play what you want. <laughs> Pretty much, right? You know, and then if you go to weddings, sometimes it's restricted because sometimes you, have, you might have the clients that want to listen to something different or structured to them and their guests right so yeah no it kind of all depends that's the thing i think the beauty is especially when i when i come up started up playing in in, in clubs then doing weddings was more or less like a every other week kind of thing yeah now it's at a place where i'm doing weddings every week in clubs like every now and again but yeah finishing at 12 o'clock give or take on on most weddings in comparison to finishing a nightclub at three o'clock yeah of course yeah so it definitely takes its toll on you yeah yeah because, um, yeah, even touching base with Shrey earlier about, you know, sometimes when you do the wedding ceremony and you're doing a reception party and you finish, you know, say you finish at 12 mm. um, and you've got the wedding the next day. Yeah. By the time you've actually finished and the teams are packed down, you're That's back it. in the unit and you're at another event the next day. Yeah. The, the likelihood, the timing's going to be pretty, like, Yeah, no, this early. is it. Because usually, like, for, for example, if you do a wedding, it's, like, more than likely over 12 hours coming up to 24 hours sometimes because you're doing a full day. And if you think about going to just say the unit, packing down, you know, and then getting ready for the next event, then, you know, prepping for the next set and the set could be a club. It could be another wedding. So you have to, you know, be on top of these things, but also know what you're actually doing no, and do how, how, to, how to adapt. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's the key so it's being able to adapt, because like I was yeah. saying, like, when you're playing in a nightclub and you've got 500 people in front of you, it's much yeah. easier to play to yeah. them. If you're playing in a wedding and you've got, say, 200 people in the yeah. wedding, but you've yeah. got 50 people actually on the dance floor, yeah. that is a much more intense scenario, trying to figure out exactly what to kind of play, what it's to play. It's a bit more personal, your thing, because you can see every individual as well, right? What do you prefer then? Would you prefer... You know what, I, I prefer now. weddings at this point, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah. would say, like, for me, it's more of a... Um, yeah. I think, as much as I enjoy playing, and not to say I don't yeah. enjoy it all, I yeah, think it's yeah, just yeah. like, as I've kind of evolved and I'm older, I think you, you can feel the appreciation within a wedding yeah situation or scenario more so than a club yeah. when you're playing yeah. in a club and, and you're playing you can kind of you've got a bit more kind of free range to play what you want yeah. to do what you want yeah. to some capacity. Yeah, yeah. but when you're doing a wedding it's a lot more intimate you can kind of see people's reaction you've discussed no, with course. a particular bride and groom like yeah. the song that they want to incorporate within the playlist yeah. and yeah, you yeah. know i know you touched on one of the previous podcasts about how important playlists are and discussing yeah. songs that the bride and groom want to hear yeah, you can see it happening Whereas in the nightclub, no one's asking you in advance, no. listen, I need to hear this, this song thing. at this time or this yeah. is my entrance or anything. In the nightclub, it's kind of just do, do what you want. Yeah, no, I think it's important. I think even like, for example, if you think about weddings, you can structure the night to the way you want and have a good time with, you know, every guest in the room, right? Imagine if you think about a club or a bar, you're playing different types of music, but you want to make sure even though that they enjoy themselves, 
are they actually enjoying themselves? Like, you know, that's the, that's the thing. What that's, they're thinking. But that's but, what I mean. That the important, like, the experience yeah. section of this is like, if you place a, a DJ in um, in a bar, yeah. not knowing what you're supposed to play, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. experience to just adapt and to watch the audience, watch the crowd, and yeah. play is is vital. Like, like I said, with yeah, weddings, it's, it's easier on the basis where you're told in advance. Yeah, I would like you know, 50%, for example, Bollywood, 50% yeah. R&B. Yeah. You kind of know which direction you're going in before you've got there. But with yeah. the clubs this and the bar it. section, yeah. you're kind of walking in blind. You don't know. Trial and error, right? Trial and error. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I think that's the most powerful thing. I think for yeah. any DJ to be able to walk into any room yeah. and play music, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's, it's that's a single, skill, right? Yeah, music is a what, language in itself, right? Imagine you play different types of music, but it's adapting and knowing different genres because you've come across different types, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think it's important. Even know, now, like I said, learn that from the clubs. And yeah, it because if you think about weddings, it, from, from so. now, like for, for me, most of yeah. my clients or most of the weddings I've done yeah. are clients that have heard me in clubs, not yeah. not just heard me in weddings. Yeah. But initially, I remember like, especially more so when I was like twenty five, yeah. that kind of that age range where yeah. every club I was doing, I would end up meeting someone, and then yeah. you could sort of get a referral. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's getting married, and then yeah. become a case. Now it's like every wedding we do, you end yeah. up meeting someone. There, that but playing playing that era of music, it's do you know what, it's interesting you say that it's because like uh, you know some you know DJs that I speak to as well sometimes they don't like playing certain genres, but I feel like it's, I think it's good knowing every genre because yeah. in that way you can adapt to any sort of crowd, right? Yeah, you know, no, it, you know, it doesn't matter who it is as long as you got that's the know, thing is, is, and is and yeah. you can the, just play. Is there any genres that you try to avoid when you play? To be honest, not really. I think because I enjoy different types of music. You know, I do a lot of different types of venues, right? So, you know, whether it's like, you know, Bollywood, Bangra, Tamil, Arabic, it could be French, it could be, you know, from Garage, Afrobeats. But you so, get a lot, a lot of the, uh, so, the a lot of the Tamil clients yeah, prefer you. Yeah and, yeah. and you've done many of those weddings, yeah. so I think, on the basis of your playlist. It, and I think I enjoy it because it's such a hype crowd. And on top of that, they love the mixture in between different other genres. So playing Tamil with Urban, it works really well. Yeah. Because that way you can incorporate the elderly as well as the youngsters. Yeah. So I think it works well, you know, knowing these sort of genres. I think it's. Yeah. I think that's. A, it, it's funny. I think Shrey also touched on one of the other yeah. previous points as, as he done. Um, he played the wrong first dance for yeah. someone's wedding, <laughs> and and again, yeah. I think I might have mentioned this previously, but I I done a wedding once, and um, I kind of went in there kind of blindly, not yeah. really. This is one of the very first weddings yeah. I'd ever done, yeah. right? Yeah. So it, this was somewhere in Bolton. So this is going back like a long time ago. Um, so naturally, at that point, thinking, okay, cool, I'm a DJ, I can play clubs, I yeah. can play anywhere. That kind of confidence that I had yeah. at that point. <laughs> done the wedding, and that was the, the first wedding I'd done. I kind of didn't know what to do, what to play, because yeah. I kind of realized very fast that what I play in a nightclub is naturally not, not the same that's going to yeah. work yeah. for a Gujarati wedding. Yeah. Um, but that one day is when I learned, cool, preparation is key. Wherever yeah. I'm going to play now, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure I'm kind of adapted yeah. well enough yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to know how to handle the situation or this how to come thing. in and play. And I think, you know what, it goes on communication, right, as well. For example, like we deal with wedding clients and we speak to them about what they want as a playlist and what you know genre or music they prefer. And then same with clubs, we might speak to the bar manager or venue manager what sort of criteria they want. If it's not open format, then what do you prefer? Oh, communication is easier now though. Back yeah. in the day, how do they communicate with yeah. each other? This is it thing. must have been a lot more of a, it seems, a difficult process. It seems easy enough. I think you know more time, especially when we're doing different sort of venues, we get a lot of we got a lot of like booking forms that right. have like right they prefer a certain policy and genre. Sometimes. It's a hit and miss. You're thinking you can't really freestyle the way you want and your creativity, but then you're thinking you know it's, uh, you've got to respect the venue sometimes, and it goes mm-hmm. the same with, with you know with our clients. You know 
they might avoid certain genres or you know certain types of music but you know we have to adapt to it right so no exactly it's a bit interesting yeah. to see the direction like in the future yeah. where where weddings will go because when i speak to like for example some of my younger cousins yeah, um, yeah, yeah. they kind of express you know when they get married yeah that they they envision their wedding to be more based on western music yeah um even cuisine that like, to some capacity like yeah. some of them are thinking you know what I, I might not have indian food i might have food stations with, yeah. with different things so yeah you know there's only yeah, a certain yeah. amount of time things can be kind of in the same place before nah, yeah no, i get that yeah no it's funny you say that because um certain weddings i've done especially at weddings uh, especially the younger crowd they don't have tables anymore they just have full bar style tables with just canapes mm. And just two tables for just everybody, yeah. and that's it. That's what I mean. The things so are evolving slightly more toward that kind of bar loungey yeah. kind of feel because yeah. it's the same. So, so many weddings I'd done yeah. last year didn't have a structured seating plan. Yeah. So they had like stations, food stations in certain places. Yeah. Yeah, they had yeah, a dance yeah. floor. They Some of them didn't even do entrances or first dance. Like that. They yeah. said, look, we want the guests to come in, play some background lounge music, let them eat at the stations, yeah. and yeah. then just start the party. Yeah. And it's more, more or less that. And if you think of it like that, that's technically... You know, that's kind of going back towards exactly. club-styled events. It's bringing that sort of club decor, yeah. the vibe into your weddings. If I'm honest with you, I can yeah. see weddings becoming or more increasingly becoming yeah. like that. Yeah. In the coming years, especially. Yeah. And like even with the whole musical feel. sort yeah. of preferences and what people are listening to yeah. now, like what we play in, in a wedding yeah. now, yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. years ago probably would have been unheard of. Yeah. Playing Western music 10 years ago in weddings would have probably been unheard, unheard of. Unheard of as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Predominantly, predominantly would have been Bhangra. Yeah. And Bollywood. Yeah. I think our reach for different types of resources now is a bit more open as well. Yeah, but that's what I mean. People listen to everything now. If you pull up your Spotify, how many different playlists do you have? It's not even now you get R&B, but you get different types of R&B. Or it's not just jazz. You get different types of, you know, versions of it. So it's like, where do you stand? But then it comes down to, you know, meeting and dealing with, you know, the right way, right? Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah. I think it's always interesting to see because even now, like... um, I don't listen to as much new music, but yeah. I listen to BBC One Extra usually in my, in my car. Yeah. Um, That's usually me, actually. Yeah. On the way yeah. to a booking, anyway. Yeah. On the way back to a booking, this Magic yeah, yeah. FM <laughs> most of the time, or, yeah. or one of the more chilled out mm. approaches. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Usually, if it's not like Spotify, it's usually like something more chilled, maybe a custom playlist or something more like smooth or hot. You know, that's on the way back home anyway, but yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been plugging smooth and hot quite a lot recently. Yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, no, no, I do like the differentiation, differentiation between like clubs and weddings. To be fair, no, I, I, do I like agree. I think you know, yeah. I think it's very powerful. Like for for any DJ yeah. to kind of, you only learn from being in uncomfortable situations. You only yeah. learn from yeah. not really um, being prepared. If that makes sense, because yeah. when you walk into a place, the only time for me anyway, when you learn is when you make a mistake. When you make a mistake, yeah. you realize, oh, I've done something wrong. Yeah. The next time, I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah. And I think for me, that very first wedding I ever done, I just I, I yeah, literally yeah, didn't yeah. know what to play. Yeah. Um, after that, I made sure I had enough songs, like to and and to know what songs to play. And then yeah. eventually, like weddings, it, you can yeah. kind of you can understand that majority of weddings have a very similar yeah. structure. And I think it's um, it's become second nature yeah. when you do something yeah. week in week out, and you you're kind of it's like being open to a situation. Yeah, because you never know; it can go this way, that way. But you just need to know what sort of direction you're heading in, in terms of like music as well, isn't it? Yeah, indeed, indeed. That's why bringing the club environment in which we do to weddings, I think, is important. No, it's exactly that way, so. it makes us unique and gives us that USP. I, I, I agree. I think, like. I think it's the, one of the most important things for all of the musical yeah. DJs to have the background of playing in bars, yeah. playing in nightclubs, etc. Yeah. Is, is key. And I will always encourage. I actually tell a lot yeah. of the clients. I yeah, get yeah, in touch. Yeah. 
to go and see the DJ. Yeah. Like go yeah. see them at this bar, go see them at this club, I just yeah. want to hear them in advance mm-hmm. because it's a bit um we can't really invite them to other people's weddings, right? Yeah, this is it, yeah. Unless they can come and see the set. Before. They can come see, you know, come see us, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. come see us, just not at a wedding. Like, yeah, come see it. us at a bar, come <laughs> see us at a club. But I think it's yeah. one of the most important things is, is to get to know the DJ, get to hear them, uh, listen to them. And I think on, on yeah. that note, yeah, we can do a nice little plug towards our Mixcloud page in order to hear any good Absolutely. mixes or, and our Spotify pages. Um, and come and hear the DJs. I think I'll always encourage people, any one of the clients that are getting married, um, to, to check out the DJs before yeah. booking. So in regards to, to Mixcloud, actually before Mixcloud was yeah. um, SoundCloud. That's so when I started to DJ, I used to make all of, them, all of the mixes, record it and upload it to SoundCloud. Yep. And mm-hmm. this was before Spotify, before um, a lot of the major platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those days, the reach I was getting, the, the amount of followers and the listeners I was getting from my SoundCloud was yeah. phenomenal. And at that point, I was DJing in, um, in Zubar on Mondays. Of course. So what I used to do is I'll record a mix <laughs> I record a mix and then I will literally have my laptop yeah. and I will be able to manually burn 30 CDs a night. Actually, That's let me bring it back a little bit more bef- beforehand, right? The first, my first residency yeah. is, um, yeah. is a club called Windmill yeah. in Soho, which, I'm, which you know, yeah. and yeah, now which you guys know. I started yeah. that when I was, I must have been 19 years old, 19 or 20 years old. Actually, you started there for those of you that don't know as well. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. Windmill is a table dancing club, yeah. and um, it's in Piccadilly. So there was an advert that popped up basically yeah. On, yeah. on when I was looking for a job. When I literally graduated from uni, I come back to London. I didn't have anything else going on apart from Zubar on a Monday, right? Yeah, so I was yeah, DJing yeah. once a week. Um, naturally, the family's like, "What what are you doing? You, you know, you can't just DJ one day a week. Or if this DJing thing's not working yeah. out for yeah, you, yeah. maybe you should look for a job." Yeah. So I went on Gumtree, typed in. Um, DJs wanted or something. Yeah, I was gonna say it was a gum tree, right? It was gum tree yeah. at that point. And then Windmill come yeah. up and I was yeah. like, table dancing club. Yeah. Um, DJs wanted. So I was like, I just assumed, okay, brilliant. Yeah. Um I, I didn't really know what it was, I'll what, be honest what with it you. Tells right? and, yeah. I um I, I sent an email and uh, the manager just said, Come in tonight. Yeah. And and bring some music. You'll you'll have a trial today and okay. if you like you you can stay on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I got there and uh, I didn't I can't, obviously I realized what it was at that yeah. point. I walked in there thinking, oh okay, cool. Being a, a table dancing club, I assumed I should be playing hip hop for some reason yeah. because watching music videos, etc. kind of yeah. made me feel like kind oh, of right, fits, cool. Yeah. That's perhaps what I should play. And um, literally after playing two or three songs, uh, the manager said, Right, what are you playing? Yeah. Why are you playing hip hop and R&B because I wanted to play house music okay. and commercial kind of yeah. pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I didn't necessarily have that much. Yeah. My catalogue necessarily wasn't kind of really house-based, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. which is quite interesting. But nevertheless, I managed to sustain the duration of the trial. Yeah. Um, and the next day I, I come back and then they offered me the job, yeah. which was six days a week from Monday to Saturday. Crazy. And yeah. um, I, I kind of explained to the manager at that point that I can't DJ every single night. Yeah. And I have a team of DJs that I can help kind of balance out the yeah, days I can't do. Yeah. And um, I think many of the events dates that I've done there because yeah, technically it. when I kind of was at Windmill, I treated it like an office. I treated it like a, a place where I can get work done. Yeah, so yeah. What was, was the hours then at Windmill? It was 10 to 5. 10 to 5, isn't it? Because I think 10 p.m. to 5 Yeah, we used to do 10 to 5, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, it finished at 4 a.m. Yeah. It would end on Purple Rain Prince every night. That's it, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I literally take two laptops, right? So one of the, one of the laptops that I, I was DJing with, yeah, 
Um, and one of the laptops I'll be burning CDs with. So when I was coming back to the SoundCloud conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, mix yeah. I would upload to SoundCloud would also burn on a CD. Mm -hmm. But I used to go to Asda, buy a pack of 100 CDs, buy the labels, yeah. get the labels printed, and then go there and then manually put in a CD, yeah. burn it, it'll come out, stick the label <laughs> on it, yeah. and I'll literally be able to make 30 a night. And That's I'll crazy. make as many as I can and on a Monday night at Zebra. So like putting in a double shift, you're working and you're Literally, working. You're working, yeah. you're working. Yeah. And then even like building the, the following online, building like learning how to yeah. deal with invoices, yeah. learning yeah. how to deal with certain business aspects of things. Like yeah. a lot of it was formed on the foundation of actually being there. Like I remember not doing my emails yeah. Yeah. during the day because I felt like I might as well do the emails in the evening. Yeah. Because it, because the booking was more like a background vibe. I was playing music and yeah. it wasn't necessarily encouraging people to kind of dance or and rave or anything. for a crowd right as such exactly so exactly this is it yeah. so i think um and, and as i kind of grew as a dj from there then i got more and more busy i, got, I started putting more and more djs in there yeah and that's mm -hmm. kind of i guess the foundation of where kind of that's everything started from yeah mm -hmm. strangely enough taking it back to, to those days and then i remember like um with zubar playing there on a, on a monday initially monday used to be a bangra night yeah before i come on board and oh, then Upesh, which is one of the main promoters at that point, yeah. who, who was um, running the show there, yeah, yeah, yeah. he heard me in Manchester, and then we become quite good friends. And I kind yeah. of pestered him to say, "Yo, I need to be involved with Zubar on a yeah. Monday. I want to play here. Let me play here." And eventually, yeah. played there. And those student days were, were crazy. Crazy. Now I look yeah. back at it, it's like how how it all <laughs> kind of progressed from that. Then it went to Funky Buddha. Then it went to uh, Metra. Half the other clubs I probably can't even remember yeah, where, yeah. where we ended up. And this is the thing, like. Talking about adaptation from like just say a windmill to then going to Zuba, such a crazy student, right? and then changing mm. up from each venue. But you but see that's the differentiation. The thing. Like I was saying, yeah. I think the, the key is you have to you have to adapt, right? At yeah, the end yeah, of the day, yeah. You can't do the same thing; it's going to work everywhere. You can't no. just be. That's why I, I think for me, it's always been a case of like I I always see everything as a kind of challenge. Yeah. Like you mm -hmm. see where where yeah. this can go, see where this can go. Yeah. See no, where this sure. can go. But if you keep trying and pushing energy yeah. in the right yeah, places, yeah. things play out. Yeah, no, this is it. I think for me, this is the thing, because I started at Windmill also. Yeah. And then from there, obviously adapting from that and then learning that sort of style, house, commercial. That's when I first got introduced to that sort of genre. You, yeah. You know, first doing private parties and then going into Windmill and then from there starting out in local bars and clubs. But I think it's just making sure that you know how to, you know, switch up and change up so you know that you're adapting to not only the crowd, but also what the, you know, venue manager is. Like what you said. You know, yeah. I think the you know venue manager was saying, you know, it's not really hip hop for this yeah. venue, but paying the right sort of genres. So. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly so. Because like I was saying, I think is if he like I, I I remember that day quite clearly. But like yes. it, again, it kind of made me realize like, all right, cool. So eventually, doing many events like this, that like you you kind of learn yeah. or you kind of felt like you don't know what you're doing, makes yeah. you realize, all right, I have to prepare or this is what. You know they want to hear house music i need yeah. to go and understand house music, house music that yeah. following yeah. that event yeah. after that for the next few months i literally just focused on yeah. listening to more music downloading more music and you know as i said for djs i've, I've always got yeah. preferences of what i like but yeah. as a dj i'm always willing to play what i'm getting booked to play yeah so yeah. if someone's asking me to dj at their venue and, and their policy is yeah. you know r&b for example I'm going to go and play R&B. For yeah, so for example, like, mm. if you're looking at uh, like one of your favourite clubs, what would you prefer playing? Like, What's some of your favourite genres that you would play at clubs? Interesting. Right? Yeah. For me, my, my first love of music was always garage. So yeah. I think like I, I would always prefer to play garage yeah. music over yeah. perhaps anything. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. But at the same time, I have days where I like to play R&B and hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of 
literally, I, I guess it's based on Moon more so. But yeah, yeah. You know, like Lockside in Camden, when I used to play there, yeah. I used to I used to love playing dancehall there. Yeah. And, and Afrobeats and hip hop and Gary, really elements of everything, yeah. yeah. yeah no, and I, I felt yeah. like that kind of the people that were coming to to the to that specific night when I was yeah. running it, yeah, 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 they were the audience that wanted to hear bits of everything, yeah. opposed to being you know one night of, for example, house. Yeah, they like the switch up. Switch up. This is the thing because even when I started on turntables at twelve, I started on like obviously like these old school garage vinyls, but then from there went to like understanding like hip hop, R and B, commercial. And then taking it from there, like yeah. learning about poly music, like back at home or Bangra or, you know, African, you know, Afrobeats and stuff. So I think it's yeah. important to understand it and then how to adapt it to the actual venues and crowd. No, exactly. I've think, got thousands yeah. of records. That's it, yeah, said yeah, that yeah. record. Like, yeah. I literally, I still don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I literally don't know what to do with them. He actually has got my other, like, remaining batch. I need to. They'll probably double the, double the price over, over the years. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether they will or not. <laughs> I've got so many people call me and say, oh, you're yeah. a DJ, do you want records? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what am I going to do with them? Yeah. This is the um, thing. But yeah, no, I think it's important, um, you know, understanding different venues. But for me, like, when I started on the whole venue side of things, like bars, clubs, it was then for me to try and, you know, level up and take it to the next level. Like, how can I not only play in London, but then branch yeah. out into the UK? But you've done well internationally. You've played literally yeah. all over the country the last, the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, like, I think for me, it was a case where trying to then understand networking, you see? Right. You know, the power of social media, understanding networking, get in touch with different venues and venue managers. I think now it's easier because we've got, like, Instagram, we've got, uh, you know, Twitter. But I think Instagram and the whole TikTok and having that sort of foundation of, visuals is easier to then promote you see what i mean so understanding yeah. all of that sort of i guess you've got, you got to use all of the all of the tools that are available yeah. to you right yeah. so, so when i started like i said soundcloud yeah. was my tool yeah. cd players people had them in their cars yeah. so cds this was a it. thing people yeah. never had no links to listen to things US so easily or, yeah. yeah and <laughs> yeah. Like, i guess now like you mentioned tiktok uh, instagram facebook where, where, wherever yeah I and think one you know, of the reasons why we're doing podcasts, right? So it's I, no, and that's how it started. So once I got into the clubs and then sort of targeted targeted the UK, then I sort of saw in myself how can I then level up and go internationally. So that's yeah. when I'll get in touch with like venue managers abroad, and then they'll be like, "Yeah, if you come over here, you know, whenever you can, we'll get you in." Get, get you no, in the set. I, I so agree. I, I, I like like I said, and so I think it's also I think that's how it yeah. yeah, it's also yeah. just that belief element. You know, a lot of the people I speak to that I know are really good DJs, they yeah. don't really believe in themselves as DJs. They're kind yeah. of like, they want to do something, but yeah. it's like, yeah. you, you, they're not convinced that they, yeah. they're good enough to, to do something. Yeah. It's like, if you're not, it's like you've got a name, you've got a brand, but being marketable, right? So yeah, marketing is funny because, like, like if you think important. about it, how many yeah. DJs do you know that are really good, but yeah. they, they don't play out as much? And how many yeah. DJs do you know that are not as good, yeah. but play out more frequently? Yeah, I'm sure we can, you know, discuss. I can name many of them. Yeah, many people. Yeah, it's a, it's um, I guess a DJ technically in the club world anyway, especially in the club world, it's it's a balance between a brand and a balance between the. No, of course, and I think this is the thing because once you do the whole branding and marketing, and then when you want to adapt to sort of then the weddings, which like clients more nine times out of ten they want to see the club element into a wedding, so I think it's important. Yeah, and you know what sort of background you have, and where have you played before, and what sort of style you are. That's why they pick you as a DJ, right? Oh, exactly. But that's what yeah. I'm saying. I think each DJ should have a history of where yeah. they have played before. Yeah. Where yeah. do they play? What music do they like? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing the DJ is such an important factor, like especially mm. for weddings. And yeah. I think it's partly why we've shaped everything in the direction yeah. we've always shaped it. Yeah. It's because for for the wedding, yeah, the the musical style, the musical kind of balance is all. Conditionally based on what the bride and groom want, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The DJs have already got the understanding and the knowledge and the know-how of, of no, how to play music. What sort of, uh, what's your sort of favourite venues that you played at? Whether it's abroad or in the UK or... Actually, the be- one of the best, my, one yeah. of my favourite clubs yeah. I played in is, is the club called Play. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's still open, it's in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And that was like perhaps one Dope. of the best clubs I played in. Um, one of the best experiences probably as a DJ I played at Songkran Festival yep. in, yeah, yeah. in Thailand. And Thailand, that was like yeah. a, a water festival, mm-hmm. um, which is like Notting Hill Carnival. Crazy. As a water fight, basically, the yeah. best way I can describe it. Nice. Even Notting Hill Carnival is yeah. epic. Um, you played Notting Hill Carnival two years back. Yeah, so Notting Hill Carnival two, two, three years back now. Yeah. And then obviously that coping, fingers crossed this year again. Uh, but I think one of my favorites has been 555 in Morocco. Yeah. Marrakesh, that looks Which sick. was crazy, yeah. That looked amazing. Party with over like 2,000 people. But it's been, it's been crazy, yeah. But yeah, just sort of, yeah, adapting with that. But yeah, just um, trying to work out now in terms of weddings. How we can sort of carry on bringing that club element and just keeping that USP. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you know most of our generation growing up partying. That's the reality. Yeah, majority of them either growing up partying yeah. In, yeah. in uni on the weekends. They had a a, a good experience of of music, a, a balance of Western, perhaps yeah. a balance of Bollywood, and I feel like that's where we are. We I are literally the perfect fit. Yeah. For for that for a wedding. Plus, I think you touched on a good one about you know how you had the Zubar student acts. Yeah. Like how they remember that sort of style of partying and those memories they've had. They want the same sort of memories in weddings as well. Yeah, exactly. So Exactly that. A lot of people so, will say to me, like, yeah. I want to kind of relive my uni days yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, at yeah. my wedding. And, you know, you were the DJ that played at my at the student yeah. nights at those yeah, yeah, times, yeah. etc. Yeah, so I think it's important so with, with that as well. Yeah. On that note, I think yeah. we will bring this podcast to an end. Yeah, 100%. The legendary Devon Music, myself, Nainesh Patel, also known as DJ Rugrat. Sometimes I don't even know how I should... <laughs> introduce or exit myself man. exit myself that's exit not myself. the right word to say exit <laughs> outro myself. outro that's it anyway on that note please do subscribe to our channel we are going to be launching a podcast every sunday so if you are interested in any particular topics that you would like any of the team to discuss please feel free to comment message us inbox us whatever's appropriate like um, share all of that good stuff all that good stuff yeah musical movement signing up peace